right, Ryan, right. go ahead. Why did the cashier quit his job? Why? Because it was so depressing. Because <laughs> it was mean? so depressing. Come on. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh. All right, hey, chill, 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 chill. Hey. happening you know who it is it's the sweat shop three guys sweating it out in the shop we got joshua clarendon here jason balter say what's up man what's up all right and we got ryan dale here say what's up to them ryan Oi. <laughs> okay we got a packed day for y'all today we got the super bowl coming up we got the all-star game halfway through the nba season trade deadline coming up but you know what we gotta start off with we gotta start off with the cheese boy how do you guys feel about this upcoming super bowl uh to be honest this is probably one of the few super bowls that i'm super indifferent about like i don't like when Peyton Manning was playing for the Denver Broncos. I was excited for that just because it was Peyton Manning. And now that it's Patrick Mahomes, I was just like, the Chiefs are actually in the Super Bowl. I can't I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. But Jason, Jason, did you have to eat yes. your words? What was what words? What are you referring to? <laughs> oh, what, no. what was your what was your prediction with the Chiefs and Titans game, sir? The Chiefs Titans game? Yeah. I said it was gonna be a very close game. If the Titans manage to control the ball and keep it tight, they could win this game. But if the Chiefs manage to get on a roll and get moving, they would win. And that's exactly what happened. So, okay. yeah. All right. I was right. Okay. You were true. That was facts. That was facts. And you did. I you also said the 49ers. The whole time. I said the 49ers were absolutely going to destroy the Packers. Oh I said that exact words. You did say that. You did say that. You did say I, that. I didn't even watch the game. I texted my Packers friend. I'm like, I'm not watching this game. I went and helped my dad out, and I said, Dad, no one <laughs> need to watch this game. It's going to be a blowout. There is not a football team playing the 49ers this weekend. Oh, my oh, God. Chill. Chill. I, I, Don't I, rag I on my not. boy the Aaron Packers like that. They do not have a roster. They do not oh, have a roster. Oh, my gosh. Chill they did out. Not deserve, they're the worst 13-3 and team of all time. I do not care. They were not good. <laughs> you really called the whole team out like that. What's the matter the with you? The whole entire roster. They, jumped, they got destroyed <laughs> twice. I mean, the same yes, thing. that's true. That's facts. Whatever. That's facts. Okay, let's let's move on. So Let's focus on the future. Yes, let's focus on the future. Go ahead, Jason. The Packers don't have any future. Aaron Rodgers Chill, is a bomb. They're paying him $200 million. Stop. They have no future. Are you kidding Stop. me? Stop. All right. Jason, go ahead. Chiefs, 49ers. This is going to be a great game. The two offensive masterminds, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid. Two coaches, been to Super Bowls, and both have not played well in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid, he did it back then, a long time ago. Long, long time ago with the Eagles. And Kyle (laughs) Shanahan, no one needs to say 28-3. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of redemption stories in this game. Tyron Matthew, Richard Sherman. We got Sammy Watkins. 
Raheem Mostert, he was on like six different teams before he finally Facts. got to run the ball. Exactly. Like, a lot of opportunities for redemption, a lot of opportunities for winners to be found. Jimmy Garoppolo proved that he's actual winners through more than eight passes. We got <laughs> opportunities here. And, you know, okay. this is going to be a great game. No doubt in my mind. I agree. Chiefs have a literal roster full of people who can play football, unlike <laughs> I the Packers. I, I got agree my completely. I do have a little bit of a biased fan. I'm going to pick the 49ers by four. <laughs> okay. All right. That's it. I can respect that. I can definitely respect that. Uh, it's just yeah. that – I, I, I'm obviously going to back the Chiefs, and I, I do agree it's going to be a close game too. I'll say, I'll take a four point. I'll take a four point spread. I'll do that's a that's a good spread. I'll take it in the Chiefs' favor though, and it's just because I feel like the Chiefs and the 49ers' offenses are so high powered, but I feel like because the Chiefs' offense is more focused on passing, and uh, the Niners' offense is more focused on running, even though they're super dynamic in the run game. I feel like even I feel like the fact that the Chiefs are more focused on passing, they'll get more chances uh, at getting into the end zone and scoring and stuff. But I really, uh, I really do think it's going to be a really nice game. For that exact reason, I'll take the 49ers because their offense is built around their running backs. Chiefs and 49ers, okay. while they do seem to have different offenses, they actually do have somewhat similar offenses. They both have amazing tight ends, right? And they yeah. use their tight ends away. So George Kittle, and we got mm-hmm. your boys. What's his name again? <laughs> Shut up. Stop. Oh, oh, you're talking about Jonas Valanciunas? Yeah, you're talking about Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas? Valanciunas. <laughs> but the way the 49ers, they have three different running backs who could probably make the Pro Bowl this year. And what they're going to be able to do with that is they're going to be able to run the ball and keep their runners fresh. Derrick Henry, he could not stay fresh in the Chiefs defense all and then people are sleeping on Jimmy G. While he only threw eight passes, he has been in uh, throwdowns, uh, 48 to 46 against the Saints. He managed to keep up, and he managed to win that game. I believe he's going to be able to do it again. And they got okay. that great running game. Patty Mahomes, yeah. you know he's going to be good. But, you know, that's what's going to happen. Ryan, you got anything to say? Uh, Really? I I mean, I was just excited that the, the Chiefs made it as a Chiefs fan. Honestly, I think the the week's rest for the Chiefs is going to do a lot for the team as a whole. It'll give some time for Travis Kelsey to get back and start to rehab his, I think it's his groin injury. And I think ultimately it's going to be one of the most exciting games this season. Because Kyle Shanahan, the reputation that he has with the the 28-3, and then the Chiefs' ability to just score like crazy, I think it's going to be a great storyline no matter who team, what, which team comes out on top. But ultimately, I think it's, it's got to be the Chiefs just because Patrick Mahomes is a wizard with the football. He's his a god ability, His ability to scramble, like it, it goes highly unnoticed. Just his ability to scramble and make plays and make smart plays at did, that. Did you did you just say it was highly unnoticed? I think yeah. I heard the announcer say it like ten times <laughs> in the span of five minutes. Are you kidding me? It is on, not highly on, unnoticed. On scouting reports, I mean, you know this guy for his arm. I mean, he the comparison with like you, you see side by side comparisons with Lamar Jackson and 
Patrick Mahomes, which is going to be the quarterback of this decade, which is going to come out on top. And a lot of people are kind of sleeping on Patrick Mahomes just because Lamar Jackson is so exciting with how he runs. But Patrick Mahomes, it's just his his intellect is far greater than what we give him credit for. Uh, he's his ability to recognize. Are you saying like everything about his game except for his arm is underrated? This is not true. Do you know how many fans <laughs> love this guy? There is not a That's single right. thing about this man that is not underrated. They talk about him twenty four seven. I have not turned I, on the radio sports center without hearing about Patrick Mahomes. Everything about this guy is praised. He's good. Give him his due, but he is not underrated in any aspect whatsoever. I, I, I think Ryan, that he is. Max Kellerman literally said. Max Kellerman literally said he's the best player of all time. I, and why I do, why do? say that. I can't make. I can't. When make he was coming out of college, all the comparisons were to him and Brett Favre, a scrambling yeah. quarterback with a hell of an arm. They literally talked about his scrambling ability in his scouting report, which you mentioned, and his intellect is also highly talked about. I do not know yeah, what you're talking was, about. What do you? What do you, what do you yeah, I, agree. I definitely agree with. I definitely agree with you, Jason. But uh, I mean, I think the I think the Forty Niners running running game, like you said, Jason, is probably going to be a problem for the Chiefs. But hopefully, our defense will just come through in the end. Defense wins games. That'll be the difference maker. Uh, Bosa is going to be probably what decides the game. Honestly, you think uh, he's going to be able to play like Von Miller? I don't like. I think I think it could probably end up. He could probably end up being Super Bowl MVP if because the only problem that the Titans had is that they couldn't get to Patrick Mahomes last week, and the Chiefs benefited from that greatly. He had a lot of time in the pocket, and then when the pocket broke down, he was able to get out and run and make plays. So I think the 49ers defense is what ultimately is going to be the difference maker in this game. It's going to be a good game though for sure. I don't think the problem with the Titans was ever that they couldn't get to Pat Mahomes. I think the problem was that they didn't want to. They were they were rushing only they they were only rushing like three players the whole time. I feel like if the Niners focus more on getting the ball out of Mahomes' hands quickly, so where he has to get checkdowns or he has to get short five yard passes instead of having all the time in the world to throw it downfield, I think I think that's more the emphasis rather than just the fact that Nick Bosa can be Nick Bosa. Because if you rush three like against NFL level. Offensive lineman against the Chiefs offensive line who's solid, I, you're not going to get to the quarterback as much as you need to. So, yeah. The Titans' defensive oh. game plan wasn't actually all that bad. They made the second half, they made the Chiefs beat them throwing, running the ball. And you know what? The Chiefs, Andy Reid, he went out there and he ran the ball right down their throw and it worked. I was uh-huh. going to be up to the Titans' front seven to see if they're going to be able to stop the run and while the back end's going to be able to contain the pass. It's going to be. <sighs> Big up to solid to make a great game plan, but, I mean, it's just going to be tough for him to stop. That Chiefs offense is good right away. Let's get on to the next topic, though. All right. All right. Let's get it. We're going to go with power rankings of the NBA. Yes, exactly. All right. You want to go first, Ryan? Oh, yeah, sure. So, right now, I mean, I've got the Bucks. They're just – they're on a tear right now. And, honestly, I think think they have the pieces – to, to really do some damage, especially in the East. Uh, George Hill has emerged to be that effective replacement, not to the extent of which Malcolm Brogdon played, but 
a replacement nonetheless. And um, Eric Bledsoe is still playing pretty well. Chris Middleton has kind of had to take a step back. But I think their team and their overall chemistry is really is going to be it's going to be something to watch in the Eastern Conference. Number two, I got the Lakers. I don't really need to say much about them. LeBron and AD are still playing well. AD just needs to stay healthy. We could potentially be seeing some moves with the Lakers before the trade deadline. So, and we're going to be talking about that later in the pod. Uh, number three, I have the Jazz. Uh, they had, I think, like a 10-game winning streak just a little while ago, and they're starting to play like the team people kind of thought they were. Um, I could I could see this team being one of the teams in the Western Conference Finals, either between the Lakers or the Los Angeles Clippers. At number four, I got my Los Angeles Clippers. They played a great game against the Miami Heat. Uh, Paul George still, I think, is still out. And we're probably going to see some more load management for Kawhi these next few games. But Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell keeps doing their things. And at number five, I have the reigning champs in the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, uh, Fred Van Vliet has been having an amazing season. I I think those guys are kind of going under the radar for the most part. But, yeah, that rounds up my top five. I, I agree with this. For the most part, I think number five might be the only place I differ. I have the Pelicans at number five, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> back. Zion. Oh, Once this man gets minutes, he's unstoppable. I think we all know what's happening. No, we he's don't. Guy, You're the he only is one the Patrick Mahomes of the league if he played in the NBA. Like, but better. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? The man is the truth. The only thing that I would say, well, real quick about the Pelicans that is going to be potentially dangerous is, yeah, Zion's back, but that man really needs to start learn- learning how to land on two feet when he comes down. There, uh, The game against, was it the Spurs? He came down ten times on one leg, and he, was, okay. he just came off an injury. Like, that. that's not good. 280 pounds – is coming down on that coming up from like coming down from the height that this man is jumping from most of the time or jumping up to it's I think that that could potentially we, we could potentially be seeing more entries this season but Josh who do you have for your top uh, five I'll, I'll wait to, for last uh, Jason how about you go fish yours I, I agree with Ryan on his top four I think he's right Oh, it was just um, the Bucks, fifth one? Falling out. Yeah, I think Bucks, <sighs> Lakers, Jazz, Clippers. And then I, I don't know if I can put the Raptors at five. That's, that's yeah. so wild. I think I got the Nuggets. I got Celtics over them. Maybe even the Heat. You didn't even – oh, my gosh. But you didn't even have I'll, the Sixers in your top five. Oh, my Sixers? Goodness. Yeah, dude. Yes, the Sixers. I, Josh, I just I I, I'm really not committed to that team. They the have Sixers flashes are... of greatness, and then they're also at the same time they look like an average NBA team some nights. It's just yeah. it's hard to it's hard to put them in some kind of power ranking where they're above five most times. Like they have length, they've got good players, but I just don't think they're gonna do anything in the playoffs. 
And while they are, they, they have won their last four in a row. They're bottom ten in offensive rating during those four week games. And I just really don't think that they're a top five team. They're good. They got a great starting lineup, but top five, hmm. Yeah. I'm to so my top five, uh I'm going Lakers first, uh Clippers second. I originally was Clippers first, but I've heard like reports about some inner team turmoil, uh, yeah. and I don't know if they're true, but it's enough to make me drop them a spot. Then I have Sixers third, Bucks fourth, and Jazz fifth. And I get what like Ryan, what you said about the Jazz was fine. They have gone on a huge win streak. But if you want to take the grain of salt with the Sixers win streak, you also have to take into account that a lot of the Jazz, uh, a lot of the Jazz games the past few the past few weeks has been against bottom tier teams. Yeah, so but I, I mean, I think I think at the beginning of the season, the problem that they had is that Bogdanovich is is is. He was trying to figure out who he was, and I think that was just their roles, again, had to be reestablished. In a lot of ways, Mike Conley's just coming into this new environment from Memphis, and I think that it was an identity thing more than anything. And once they figured that mm-hmm. out, chemistry is has gotten better, and then you also start to see an emerging star in Donovan Mitchell. So I think it was just a – I think it was – Quinn Schneider just had to kind of figure that out about his team, and the players did about themselves as well. Yeah, but you can't. I don't. I just don't think you can judge them against bottom tier talent. I'll put them at fifth, but I can't put them at. I definitely can't put them at. I guess third is what you had them. I can't do that. And then the Sixers, the Sixers literally have a mismatch at every single position. Everybody and everyone on their starting lineup can play defense really well. And what you said about their offensive rating is true, Jason, but that also means that their defensive rating must have been quite low as well. They don't have so, any shooters or playmakers, though. They have a, a ton of playmakers. That Ben Simmons is a playmaker. Tobias yeah. is a playmaker. Josh Richardson's Tobias, a playmaker. Tobias Joel Embiid's a playmaker. Tobias is not really a playmaker. Jason, Josh Richardson I'm, isn't either. And neither is Embiid. Embiid's a great playmaker. They have to, there, one thing that They're I will say about the Sixers is that in the playoffs, when the the play style is slowed down, they're going to benefit from that. But their lack Precisely. of shooting, but their lack of shooting is ultimately what drops them so low. They yeah, they I know have, they have decent shooters in Tep- Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, and Al Horford every now and then. Joel Embiid can sometimes step out shoot a three, but Ben Simmons again. His inability to stretch the floor is ultimately what's going to make this team unplayable in the playoffs. And, it, and Joel Embiid has not been shooting good at all. He's been shooting really poorly for three. That's fine. I'm not even. I'm not even worried about their offense. Really, is their defense that's going to cl- they're going to clamp people up, especially when the game's been going to be slowed down, as you said, and they have to focus on their half court defense and. Offensively, I honestly think Joel Embiid's just shooting too many jump shots, which partially is because of Ben Simmons. But I feel like once they get to stagger their minutes more in the playoffs, Ben Simmons has his own lineup, Joel Embiid has his own lineup. Like, really, you just throw it down to them. Their offense is average, and then their defense is going to carry them home. So, yeah, that's what know. that's what I'm taking. Oh, I see where you're coming from, but I don't think it's going to work out that well. 
They'll, they'll, they'll win a round or two, but I get it. All right. Let's go to the next topic. You guys got some trade deals? All right. Yes, go sir. Forward. All right. So big, big news in the NBA recently today. Willie Colley-Stein, of, formerly of the <laughs> Golden State Warriors, has been moved to the Dallas Mavericks in exchange for, I believe, a second-round pick. The reason this trade was made was because Dwight Powell of the Dallas Mavericks has suffered a torn Achilles and will be out for the rest of the season. Willie Colley-Stein is coming in to the Dallas front court alongside Kristaps Porzingis and ultimately we'll in the next few games we'll start seeing how that will play out for the Dallas Mavericks. Josh, you got for your top ten trade rumors. First top off, ten trade rumor. Go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. Say something real quick. Willie Colley Stein getting traded for a second round pick is not big news. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. It's news. I think. I think it's. I think it's going to go underrated for. It's just going to. Again, it is going to go underrated because no one cares. No, I, I think I think he fits well with that team. He's a rim runner, and I mean, yes, Dwight Powell can shoot, and they're going. The Mavericks are going to miss that a little bit, but I think that for what the Dallas Mavericks gave up, they got like they they got pretty good. They got well above what they traded for in a lot sure, of sure, but like at the same time. No one cares. It's Willie Colley Stein. The Mavericks are not are gonna, but they're not contenders. They're not not this year, anyways. I think they're, they're a year or two away. Second round team. Second round, sure. Yeah. yeah, but they're not. We're looking for big news. We're looking for Kevin Love getting traded, not Willie Colley Stein for a second round pick. That's, that was one of the that was one of the trade rumors that came up, but and it went through so. I was just addressing okay. that, Jason. Sure, sure. But <laughs> I was addressing that you said it was big news. All right. I thought it was <laughs> big news. Josh, Josh, we're, fine. we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Josh, okay. let's hear what you got. All right. So uh, I got several trade rumors that and trades that I think I, I'd like to happen. And two of the common themes throughout them are the Los Angeles Lakers and Drew Holiday. First, focusing on the Los Angeles Lakers, even though I disagree with it, they seem to be on the search for another wing playmaker. And even though I think I think their team is well-suited for LeBron and AD, they have been shopping Kyle Kuzma and some of their other assets for wing playmakers that are seem to be that seem to be on the market. A couple of them being Bradley Beal and Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I would like to see that, and uh, Bradley Beal and Zach Levine can both space the floor. They don't really need the ball. I just think that they're fine. They're fine right now. I don't really think they. I don't really think they need to throw another piece into the puzzle and just kind of foul everything up. It's a duos league anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't really need a, a big three. But Bradley Beal or Zach Levine to the Lakers, that would be fine. I would prefer Bradley Beal, so that they got they still got some a good defender at the three position. Uh, Zach Levine, even though he's got infinite as athleticism, it seems that he still hasn't proven to be a very good defender, <laughs> but. Yeah, Bradley Beal and Zach Levine to the Lakers. Next, Drew Holiday. Uh, there's been a lot of talks for Drew Holiday. There, he's. It seemed that uh, people have wanted him to go to the Heat. I've heard rumors to the Heat. Really cool, really neat thing about the Heat. 
they I've heard a rumor that they're planning to trade for Drew Holiday in hopes to lure Giannis Antetokounmpo in the 2021 offseason. So that would be kind of crazy. And also, ironically, Drew Holiday to the Bucks. And really, Drew Holiday is just like, I guess, the perfect companion piece to a star. Uh, he can make create his own shot if he wants to, spaces the floor, really good defender, a really good playmaker. I think there was one point in the season last year where he was averaging like eight or nine assists a game. So, yeah, Drew Holiday uh, and Bra- and the Lakers are two hot uh, commodities and a buyer. I also have a couple other trades I like. Uh, D-Rose to the Lakers or Sixers. Keep your eyes open for that. Uh, Schroeder to the Suns. Because just because Schroeder is a, I don't know if I'd like that from the Thunder angle, but from the Suns angle, that I would be willing to give up a pick and one of their young pieces for Dennis Schroeder just because they went and didn't draft anyone and were just being stupid the entire offseason. Even though they got Ricky Rubio, but still, like Ricky Rubio's older, you want someone that's going to grow with Devin Booker. And Schroeder has yeah. proven to be a really good point guard this year. So, Do you think he's and also. I don't think he's too old. I feel I feel like by I feel like the Suns are trying to make the playoffs right now. And they while Ricky to. Rubio is a really good playmaker, he's also kind of a liability in that he literally has no scoring option. He can't drive to the hoop. He's not a good shooter. And while he is a really good playmaker, I feel like Dennis Shooter is just good enough a playmaker while also providing some scoring where it takes a lot of the pressure off of Devin Booker. But okay. Shooter to the Suns, and I've heard rumors of D'Lo to the Wolves because the because the Wolves are trying to form that super team with Cat and D'Angelo Russell. They've been talking about it a lot. Also Booker, Booker in there too. But the Warriors haven't aren't going to give him up till the offseason is what I've heard. And also the biggest one I've heard is Drummond to the Hawks. The problem is the Pistons want a first-round pick for Drummond, and no one's giving up a first-round pick for Andre Drummond in that contract, which he's probably going to opt into. So, yeah, those are those are the big ones. I'd really keep my eyes on the Lakers and Drew Holiday because it seems like those are the ones that are going to be the most likely for this upcoming trade deadline. Yeah, I think the reason the Lakers are – Feel a little nervous or trying to make ask make moves is because you know AD still hasn't signed that contract. They got yeah. they got to they got to feel like they're they're being loyal to him. They're making moves. I think he, he felt a little wrong by the Pelicans, and I definitely mm-hmm. agree that they really don't need to do anything. But they feel maybe that little bit of pressure that they got to do something. Yeah, I've I've also I also saw another rumor that said Anthony Davis might sign a one and one deal, so a one year deal plus a player option. Uh, so that his free agency coincides with LeBron's, oh. so Ooh. that might that might be that might be another interesting one. But yeah, I I see what you're saying, but I really think Rob Palenka and the Lakers staff did such a good job building this team. Like they literally have everyone serves some unique purpose on the roster, and I feel like it would just like. Trading that depth for a superstar that may just make things even more difficult, trying to get him his points too, uh, and include him into the offense. I feel like that would just make things a little difficult. I feel once Kyle Kuz- Kyle is going to get into his groove. I feel like then people will stop talking. But uh, say lovey, whatever. Ryan, what about you? What you got? 
All right, so for one of my top, one of the top rumors that I've heard is Marcus Morris, senior, I guess now, is on the on the trade block for the New York Knicks. Uh, there's, there's, there was a lot of teams this off season that were really interested in signing Morris to like a three or four year deal. One of those teams is the San Antonio Spurs. I think the Spurs are just kind of we're. We're probably going to see that team break up, especially after this season. But uh, I've seen that the Spurs are potentially interested in trading for him, as well as the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers tried to sign him to a three-year, $40 million deal this past summer, and unfortunately he didn't sign. But uh, the Clippers' front office believes this they can he can solve a lot of their problems with four, split, four spacing when they play small ball, especially with Montrez Harrell. And they think that he's tough enough to end up playing center. Uh, I also had Andre Drummond in mine. Uh, so there's really not much to go off there. Uh, Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, or even Derek Rose. Uh, I think that's pretty – that could be a big change to that, that roster and those who might be trading for him. And last but not least, I have Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers. This one's been up in the air for the last two years, and if it's not done by the end of this year, we'll probably be traded in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple teams that are that are really in contention for them. That would be the Phoenix Suns. Like Josh said, they're, they're looking to win now. That would be somebody who can kind of take the pressure off of Devin Booker and space the floor. The Portland Trailblazers – uh, Kevin Love is from the state of Oregon. Uh, he does have some ties there, some family ties that would help the Blazers out tremendously, especially when white sides out there kind of clogging up the lane. And of course, the Boston Celtics. This one has been a rumor for almost two or three years now. They could potentially end up seeing Gordon Hayward out as they bring Kevin Love in. I don't know. I don't know about the. I don't know about the Suns. Uh, Kevin Love trade. I feel like that's kind. I feel like that's kind of nah. I don't like that one. It just perpetuate along with their along with the pressure on Devin Booker. One of their big problems is their defense. And Kevin Love, while he does, while he is one of the few NBA stars that tries, he's not very good at defense. And like the Dennis Schroeder trade, Dennis Schroeder's a, re- a pretty good on-ball defender, so like I can see that. But I don't know about Kevin Love. Rick, and also Ricky to the Celtics, highly underrated. I just want to say that as a defender, this man led the league in steals and has been known to be a good on-ball here's, defender for here's, here's, years. Yeah, here's my thing about the Kevin Love to the Trailblazers trade. They already have a star power forward. Carmelo is there, bud. I don't know what you're trying. To <laughs> we do. We did rag on him a little bit too much, Jason. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I can see that yeah. happening. All right. Yeah, I can't see Kevin Love to the Celtics though, because I've heard I've heard the Celtics want to keep all their pieces. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think they're a pretty coherent group, and I I think he's one of those people that like wherever he goes. I mean, the the Cavaliers just suck. Colin Sexton, I hate I hate watching him play basketball. <laughs> and Garland's pretty good. Tristan Thompson's just getting old. Same for Matthew Delladonova. Chetty Osmond. That was, Osmond. That was his, naughty. <laughs> that was 
was not. Continue. Uh, continue. Chetty Osman, it just kind of continue. Hit or miss sometimes, but uh, I, I think wherever Kevin Love ends up, hopefully, I hope he gets out of the, the Cleveland situation. I think it'll be a good spot for him, no matter where. All right, moving on, we've got the All Star have been selected, at least the starters. Mm-hmm. Guys, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think you know Western Conference. Uh, I do think they are well picked. Western Conference was well done. I like Luca, Kawhi, Braun. But the East, I I question Trey Young and Pascal Siakam starting. Not in there. I question them starting. Like I understand Trey Young has been an offensive genius, but when you're like the worst defender in the league on one of the yeah. worst teams in the league, and you're starting, yeah, over like Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler is he didn't start over Jimmy exactly. Butler. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I- I think that the all-star game for so long has been, it's not been about the value of what people have actually done in the league because a lot of, I mean, a lot of people could potentially be in contention for uh, an all-star selection. Like, you know, Taco Falls, Alex Caruso, all of those people, you know, they're just, they do so much for their Mm -hmm. team. But uh, I think, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you, Jason. Trey Young, he's a he's a great ball player, but like the man is a ball dominant guard who shoots thirty five foot three pointers for what reason? Sometimes I don't know, and they're all they're all just kind of inflated stats because there's really nobody else on the Hawks that's doing anything. So, I mean, I I see where you're coming from. I don't know if you can say they're inflated stats. They would be inflate. They would be inflated if his if his shooting percentage and three point percentage were Russell Westbrook numbers. But I do think I will say they're slightly inflated. But I do think that I don't think that they're inflated to the point where that's the main thing you can rag on him for. I I think that his stats are a plus. I don't think that they're inflated to the point where where it's like a big problem. I think they're only slightly inflated, but I will agree with, I agree with Jason completely that when I don't think defense is a big thing in the all-star game, but when you're that bad of a defender, along with being on one of the worst teams in the league, I think I'm not doubting the fact that he's an all-star, obviously 20, 28 and eight and a half or whatever he's averaging. He deserves to be an all-star. If he was on, if he was on a team that, was like 10th in the East, then I would probably say he's an all-star starter. But just because he's – I think he's last in the East or probably second to last with the way the Knicks are playing. But, yeah, I, with him be, with him being on one of the worst teams in the East, along with Jimmy Butler leading Miami's resurgence and just reinvigorating that city, I just feel like he got to flip five I, them. I, I, I think Pascal Sia, I th- I feel like Pascal Siakam deserves to be on there. Oh, yeah. I don't hate it. I'm with but, you on that. I, I don't, but, I don't you know, hate it. Because like, really, I mean, who I are you going to take over Pascal? People, the East like, has been kind of weak this year. Like, I was, like if we're going to go with the, the stat line, I mean, I could have seen somebody like Andre Drummond probably. No, nah, nah, I take that back. Zach Levine. Zach no, Levine for the guard spot. No, guard spot. No, I mean, the dude plays defense. He's averaging like 25 points, no, five assists. I mean, I could okay, see that if we're going to line. Are you done? 
Come on, Ryan. Zach cannot play. Did, did you say Zach is a good is a good defender? He plays more defense than Trey oh, Young okay. does. Congratulations! Wow, you play more defense. Okay, than Trae Young. that hard. I play more Chicago's defense not than doing Trae that Young. hot either. <laughs> Stop, chill, chill, chill. You're short. You're shorter and more slim than exactly. Trae Young. So no. Do you know what not, that says? Stop. Do you no. know what that says? No, Jason, chill, chill. Okay, you chill. Can't okay. chill. But I mean. Stop. No. Okay, listen, listen, listen. One of the reasons Trey Young is so bad at defense is because of his physical deficiencies, okay? He's like 6'2". He's probably shorter and he's probably, he's probably not shorter, right? but he's he's definitely skinnier than I am, okay? So that's a that's a problem for him. He can't he has he can't help on the defensive side. The main way that he can play defense is getting into the passing lanes and doing stuff like that. And I feel like when it comes to that portion of the game, he's like he's doing all right. But yeah, he's he's still a really bad defender. But you can't say that you're better than him, JC. You I can't can say whatever. I when want one of the to main say. reasons he no, you can't. When one of the main reasons is his physical deficiencies, and you're I literally with with my probably like. I make up with, with oh my, my aggressiveness, my intelligence. I'm basically the Kyle Lowry of okay. Like, Kyle Lowry's a okay, small but guy, then ta- but- and I got cake, too, so mm-hmm. I can back it up. Stop. <laughs> you also have to take into account his offensive workload. Did, did we you just know, talked about how heavy it is. Did you just say that, Jason? Did you honestly just mm-hmm. say Did you just say I We're have not cutting that. Too? Oh, my We're God. We're not cutting that. That is, uh, not, that cutting is not getting cut. The truth We're not cutting that. <laughs> All right, Jason, oh who God. would you have replaced Pascal Siakam? Uh, Jimmy Butler. Yes. I, but, but, no, I mean, like, you, like I, I would assume that you're – Jimmy Butler's replacing Trey Young. Who would you have? No, you can't that? have Jimmy Butler replace Trey Young because he's categorized as a forward. The way they have it set up is okay. the forwards and the guards. Who would you – So I'd have Jimmy Butler who would you have uh, replace Pascal, and then I think I'd have for uh, replacing Trey – I'd have Kyle Lowry replace Trey Young. Okay, I respect that. I respect that. I can respect Kyle that. Lowry. Or Ben, or ben that. Simmons. No. I'd take no. Ben Simmons. Do you know his defense? No. Actually, think about it now. Exactly. Ryan, Ryan left him on his, off his whole all-star team. Ryan left I, Ben Simmons off his whole all-star team. You left Kyle Lowry off your whole all-star team, and now you would start reason I did – the oh only reason God. I did is because the only reason I did is because I didn't know if uh, his injuries or the amount of games he played would hinder him. Okay, that, I didn't realize he was eligible. If he was eligible, I, I told you I would have switched him out for Zach Levine and Bradley Beal. That's what I nah. would have done. Yeah, Zach Levine. You had this whole. This was what last week. You were like, you ah, yeah, Zach no. Levine for Ben I you, Simmons. I told you he hadn't played like okay, eight okay, games. You're like, this let's, is let's, really let's, let's get something else. No one really cares. Let's be real oh here. It's God. Kyle Lowry. Everyone loves him, but we don't care that much. So, oh my God, who would you, who would you, who would you replace, Josh, or who would you replace, Ryan? Like I mean, thinking I, about it now, like honestly, there's like I don't really like Trey Young as a starter, but is there like a clear, clear cut guard that you take up? Like I take I take Ben Simmons or over him. Kyle Lowry. But is that is that like but yeah, I take Ben Simmons or Kyle Lowry. I would, but is that I feel like that's a smaller gap than what we were making it out to be. 
didn't say yeah, I didn't say it was a Lowry, huge though. gap. I just said I didn't think he should okay. be a starter. I'd rather have. First of all, we should all make right, it fine. positionless. I'm tired of the. We just get the ten best players on the That's court. That's true. The All Star game. That's facts. No one's going to watch it anyways. Like, we should make it conferenceless too. Oh yeah, if you're gonna pick people yeah. without having any due to their conference, why do you even bother with conferences? All right, I think I think yeah. I, I think the in, like the fan input is kind of tough sometimes to gauge because like yeah, it's important because it's a game ultimately for the fans, but then again, like people like Taco Fall and Alex Cruz as much as they are deserving to be in the All Star game. I mean, probably shouldn't be over Devin Booker just because of their markets and just kind of the memeage that they are. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I hear what you're saying, but if we're gonna, if we're gonna, it's a game for the fans by the fans. I know what you're saying, though. I, I definitely hear you. And you know, Caruso and the way they've organized it, they're not gonna make the All Star game. So I don't, I don't mind it that much. The fans have a vote, but they're not. Even, even if they were first. Yeah, even if they were first in votes, they wouldn't have made the All Star game. Yeah, that it would have yeah. been fantastic if they did. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Well, that would have been pretty funny. I, I mean, honestly, I don't think I'll replace anybody. I think everybody is ultimate. Like just doing the things that they've done. I think both sides are. I was surprised Kawhi made it, honestly, but I'm also okay with yeah. it. Yeah, he's Kawhi Leonard. So yeah, all right, Josh, you got something yeah, to say? Got 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 that motto we need to hear. The motto mm. you always mm. know. Good day today, and you know it. You know it. If you ever tired and you need to kick your feet up and you've hit the bedrock, just plug into the sweatshop, ladies and gentlemen. We're out. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>